to be back. It is Coffee Chats with Shauna, and I am Shauna Anthony, and I'm so happy that you are here wherever you are. We welcome you to the episode, and I am excited about this episode because we're talking about finding hope through being flawsome. Flawsome. This topic resonates with me so deeply because here we are on social media. Here we are on YouTube. Here we are on Facebook. Everything regarding social media is to represent an image that is flawless, right? Being flawless, showing always the best parts of ourselves, even filtering ourselves, changing ourselves, Instead of embracing the fact that our flaws are what make us awesome, are what make us individuals of who we are. And I'm talking, I know this is a, has nothing to do with gender, but I'm going to be talking to women because we are focused on encouraging and supporting and giving help and solutions to women. And yes, thank you to my male listeners and to my my male uh, viewers out there because we all struggle with this topic about being flawless and being afraid to represent ourselves in a way that we may be anxious or scared for people to see that we have flaws. But this is why this is so important tonight that we talk about this because I want to embrace this. I want to get there myself and I'm not there. I am not totally comfortable with my flaws. I mean, right now my hair could use a little bit of touch up. I did a little bit of root spray because I didn't want to show my gray. And I think about the guest that I had, Lisa Yost who now has decided to embrace the beautiful uh, black and, and white hair, the beautiful silverness that is coming through in her hair. And I'm not there yet, but I'm endeavoring to be there and having this discussion to talk about our flaws, that they are what make us unique. They are what make us awesome. So enough said. My guest tonight uh, is a gentleman by the name of John Chow. And uh, John comes from the East Coast for all of my listeners and viewers that are from the East Coast. And let me just tell you, John has a uh, website, thejohncollective.com. And I'm going to read to you the bio that he sent to us because uh, it's quite in-depth. So I'm just going to read to you right now as I, I look away a little bit off screen. So John Chow is a radical encourager. Look at that. Let me look at that face. And a change maker. Using his top 3% podcast perspective maintenance and his perspective shifting speaking and coaching, John's main mission is to help individuals over 45 realize that their best days are ahead of them and not behind them. I love that, John. I love it. He is fascinated by cross-cultural and intergenerational dynamics and is a personality assessments junkie. Me too. I love personality assessments. 
He specializes in creating opportunities for people to leverage what they currently think they have to offer and turn that into exponentially greater results so that they can fulfill their dreams. Sounds great to me. With a decade spent in the luxury world, providing world-class service and experiences, and growing his ever-expanding shoe collection, not just ladies, men like shoes too, John is now focusing on helping people reach their potential by seeing their own greatness clearly and tapping into their genius. Knowing the impact of the ripple effect, he mainly spends his time with leaders because a rising tide lifts all boats. So that's a very interesting, interesting phrase. And I'm going to, without further ado, let's bring John into, into the screen here. Let's see, John. John, there you are. Hello, hello. Shauna, it's so good to be here. So good to be here. So John, we were just a little bit nervous. John, you just came out of a, like a harrowing experience out in the weather and it's snowing like crazy on the coast there and and you just bypassed an accident. So, oh my goodness, you know, that, that that's pretty scary. I'm so glad that you're here with us and that you're unscathed and, and you're all right. Thank you so much. Thank you oh, so much. For sure. No, and thank you for your flexibility. I think you are so good at showing up for your audience and thank keeping you. it cool and making sure that they get the most amount of value out of it. So you're a professional. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. Let's just jump right into our ABCs. So looking at some of the pain points and obstacles that we all face, looking at our flaws. So the first thing that you mentioned is people's struggle of seeing their flaws in a healthy perspective. And seeing flaws is what makes us who we are. So, so touch on that point, John. Mm -hmm. I think flaws is such an interesting concept because it's completely subjective. Yes. So I'll give you an example. I went to visit one of my best friends and he had this new baby. He wanted to share this experience of introducing his daughter to me. Of so of course, at around two week old, I went to visit and I held this beautiful baby. I was looking down at the baby and he took a picture of us together. When I saw the picture, and he was so happy with it. He was kind of like, John, this is the best picture ever. When I looked at the picture, all I saw was my triple chin. I saw that, you know, this part of my skin wasn't doing well and this yes. and that. Because I was so caught up with myself. Yes. So when it comes to looking at flaws, mm. it's not a fact. It is a subjective, personal feeling. Yes. And so why do we think there are flaws? It's because we don't feel good about it ourselves and we want to avoid as much shame as possible. So yeah, try, continue. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we try to not show any of that because we're afraid of being shamed for these flaws. But in reality, most of the time, people don't really notice it. And if the people who do notice and they comment, they're likely projecting something that they're struggling with themselves and their comments don't have anything to do with you. They have it to do with them. So it's a very interesting thing all around for us to dig through. Huge, huge, huge. And I'm just thinking about when you said that whenever we stand in front of this little device, right, that we're taking those selfies and we're going, I mean, I know, I know how to do the selfie. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't do it head on. You don't do it down here. Like you're doing it up here. You do, you know what I'm saying? We want to get that 
perspective because you know I'm getting older there I'm getting a little chin thing going on and like oh my goodness right and for the friends that take those pictures like you just said and you're going you can't show that picture please don't post that picture can you actually like delete that picture take another picture because I don't want to see all this stuff right and isn't it true though John that so much uh with the beauty industry with the fashion industry it is constantly projecting upon us in magazines, especially in social media. We can put all number of filters on our face and make ourselves look younger and more chiseled and, and all of those things. The, the tension and the, the pressure to, believe, to be flawless is absolutely huge, absolutely huge. What can we do? Let's go to the next misplaced association of flaws. Well, with may, may yeah, may really quickly about yeah. that. Yeah, people know how other people feel about this thing with them feeling flawed. These yeah. people who run these beauty industries, these yeah. companies, they know and they're capitalizing on it. The so, reason why they keep showing these perfect faces, which actually are all completely photoshopped and the perfect bodies that are all completely photoshopped is to generate this feeling of not enoughness within ourselves yes. so that we spend more money buying beauty supplies so that we spend more money spending it on whatever they're trying to sell us to make us feel better. When in reality, that is only a bandaid the real healing has to come from inside of us. I had an epiphany a little while ago mm. and I thought to myself, man, I have some pretty great friends mm. and they're pretty high level people. They're pretty good looking people and they love being around me. They must not mind looking at me because if I was really that horrendous and no. I, if I looked at, I, if they looked at me the same way I judge myself, then they wouldn't be around me. They wouldn't want to be around me, but they do. So the only flawed thinking is my thinking. They're perfectly fine with me and all the different flaws that I have. They actually welcome it and they want to be around it often. So who am I to say that I'm not enough? Who am I to say that I am not enough? Who am I to say that I'm not enough? Instead of listening to all of the messages out there that we get all the time, all the time. Absolutely. That is that that's the best question. The best question that we need to ask. Who am I that I am not enough? Um misplaced association of flaws with worthiness. Our flaws don't need to make us feel unworthy. So you talk that that question segues mm -hmm. into this. Absolutely. Well, it's really fascinating. If we ever got to a place of perfection which is impossible, but let's just say in fairy tale land, we got to a place of perfection. Yeah. How relatable would we actually be? Not, not at all. Actually, people wouldn't want to be around us. Why? You know how people joke that uh, if there's a really good performer, performer on the team, maybe they're the best salesperson, maybe the best whatever. Yeah. There's always a joke, right? They'll be like, oh, uh, slow down a little bit. You're making the rest of us look bad. Right. Right. So if we were actually perfect and we showed up, we would be hated everywhere. We wouldn't actually be wanted because we wouldn't be relevant to people at all. 
In fact, by us being full of flaws and yet willing and able to embrace ourselves and love ourselves, we're that much more attractive to people. If we were actually, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who's done all the plastic things in order for them to make themselves look perfect. Yeah, I have. Being around them isn't really that enjoyable because they're so focused on how they look. I'm spending time with you to be with you, everything about you, not just the surface related things. I, I have been in those situations, John, where it was just all about the best selfie, where it was all about how do I look. And I, I don't want to be um, judgmental with that, but I see the people that are saying that this is the, this is the norm. This is the normality. This is what makes you relevant. This is what makes you popular. To me, it, it gave me a sense of, of sadness inside. And I'm thinking it's not just about this. It's about what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's what's inside. What we offer to the world is not this. It's not the perfect selfie. And, and it's not, you know, like how long I can keep myself from looking like I don't have wrinkles and that my skin isn't sagging, right? Because no matter what you're going to do, it's still going to wrinkle and it's still going to sag at some point. It's just that that upkeep. It's building ourselves in our hearts to know that I have something worthy to give to this world. I have something great to contribute. I have gifts and let's work on that, that inner person. Let, let's call it, you know, it's been called inner beauty, but let's, let's focus on those things and building those strengths. Right. I think that's what you're saying too. Right. Yeah. And let's challenge that a little bit. If somebody were to say, this is how you need to look in order for you to be popular or relevant, let's yeah. challenge that. How many people actually would be there? Like, let's say there's a person with a million followers. Yep. If they were sick and dying and needed a kidney, how yep. many of those million people would actually do something about it? Being popular doesn't do much for us besides the self-gratification and self-ego stroking that is there. I would rather have a few friends that are high-quality friends yeah. Then have a million people like my content or say something praiseworthy. And yeah. then the moment that I'm in need, I'm sick or whatever, then they disappear. How many fair weather people are out there who only care about those things? If we were to reprioritize that and not care for being popular, if there is a desire for us for validation, let's dig deeper and find out why. If we're so consumed with our flaws that we can't present ourselves, let's find out why. Because if we don't deal with it, I'll give you a great, I mean, one yeah. example would be every single woman watching this or listening to this right now knows that when they go on uh, or they're in a relationship yes. and they take it to that next level with that guy, yeah. every single woman thinks about the fact that they're going to have to take off their makeup at one point and this guy at one point will have to see what